Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life, number 91. Appreciate the listens. Appreciate the downloads. Uh, thank you, FXR Racing, for coming on board this podcast. Uh, lots of racers wear FXR, including Factory Phil, Josh Osby, uh, just to name a few. Uh, up in Canada, there's guys down in the U.S. wearing it as well. Uh, Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. So simply go to there, and uh, oh, they got a ton of stuff. And Pulpamex30 is the code to save with those guys. So thank you, FXR. Race Tech Suspension as well. They've been behind privateers for a long time, going back to Dr. D uh, and, and onward from there. Use the code PULP19, call there, mention PULP, say, hey, I listen to PULP, I want the discount, and they will dial you in. Get your motor work done, get motor modified, get suspension work modified, get suspension work done. Just change your oil, everybody. Get your bushings done. You know what I mean? Come on. Look after your suspension, all right, please? So it looks after you. Uh, thank you, Race Tech as well. Ben LeMay, choosing Race Tech, among others. Uh, uh, thank you, Maxxis MXST tires, developed by the King. Jeremy McGrath, great mountain bike tires, great light truck tires. And they got the new tire out, uh, MXST line. So if you've been in the market for a high-end set of tires, check out Maxxis, and uh, and you'll see you'll be happy with them, like AJ Cantanzaro. Namira as well, their industry-leading top-end repair kits. Offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Pistons are very important for motorcycles, and uh, it's easy when you have one of these kits that has everything involved in it, right? No matter the budget, from the professional race shops to privateer garages, Namira has you and your wallet covered. Full line of cast and forged pistons for every MX application you can think of. Namira.com for those guys. Uh, great company up in Minnesota supporting the local sport. Skosh, skosh.com. Pulp25 is a code to save. Uh, dot com. A bunch of boom boxes, boom bottles are really cool. Headphones. I got some Bluetooth headphones that I use from these guys. They're a family-owned and operated company since 1980. Products are inspired by a passion for cool vehicles, amazing sounds, and motorsports, horsepower, and voltage. Skosh is a proud sponsor of Zacco and Anderson and Dean Wilson and Mosman, all the guys on the Rockstar Husky team. So Skosh is a big part of that. Thank you to those companies for supporting this podcast. Thank you, people, for listening. It's an off week. Well, actually, high point will be this weekend when you listen to this, but it's an off week now when I'm recording this. So just never mind. But anyways... Wanted to get a guy on that knows about privateers and knows about privateer life. Uh, Jim Hollywood Holly, of course, still involved in the sport with uh, the Race Day Live Supercross show. And this man is a hustler. He's a grinder. He knows how to make money as a privateer. And so I thought I'd go down the memory memory lane with him, get some advice, talk about his career as a privateer in the sport, and much more. And Jimmy's always entertaining to to talk to. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Here's Jim Holly. All right. And now, as promised... On the show, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, uh, the ultimate privateer when this man raced, and he's still around a lot today and talking to privateers and helping privateers, so there's no one maybe better to uh, touch on the struggles and issues of the modern privateer versus his day than Jim Hawley. Jim Hollywood Hawley, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Steve. Uh, yeah, just... Uh you know, Supercross season's over. I don't do nothing for the outdoors. Yep. I just kind of uh, get a, get to uh, sit in front of the uh, TV and watch uh, all the outdoor nationals and everything. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a nice time off, and my son's expecting uh, our first grandchild uh, this month. It's nice. June 6th, so I think it's due June 28th. I said, yeah, either 28 or 24. That was one of my <laughs> national numbers. So either one. one. One of those days would be great, but uh, that's about it. Just yeah. uh, enjoying life. Uh, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. So we won't talk about your factory year that we, we've talked about a lot, but yeah, yeah. Um, you were a guy, you were a hustler, you were a grinder, uh, making money wherever you can, racing wherever you can. Now, things are a lot different in 2019 than they were in the mid to late 80s, early 90s when you were doing it. But I think the core values of a privateer, the core idea of a privateer is still very much there when you think about guys like Dare DeMarte or um, Dylan Merriam or you know TJ Albright or any of these guys that I've done these shows with um, over the time. And, and so this is a kind of a broad question uh, from what you know, is yep. being a privateer, it's easier in a way because there's more teams, um, you know, but it's harder in a way because there's less money. But what is it overall, harder or easier in 2019 to be a privateer? I think it's harder. You do? Uh, yep. 
back when I did it. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, I just think that the way that the sport is and everything. I mean, it was a little different back when I rode. I mean, Yamaha. That's when the first contingency programs really started. Uh, you know, Yamaha and Honda and Suzuki and everything and Kawasaki and everybody, and they were big. I mean, they were huge. I mean, I was probably making close to fifty grand a year just in Yamaha YZ bucks. Yeah. You know, yep. and I, I know that. A little bit nowadays, like I think Husqvarna only pays the top five guys. Well, that's going to be factory guys. That's not going to do the mm-hmm. privateers any good. But on the other hand, I know that Kawasaki pays, you know, uh, I think it's a couple hundred bucks, two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, for just the night show. Yeah, yeah. for the night show. So, so that's good in, in that respect that, you know, it, it's, but everybody seemed to be consistent on their contingency mm-hmm. uh, back then. You know, it was good money. I know Suzuki had a lot. I know Suzuki was good because you only had to have one frame number. You could, but if other manufacturers, if you rode, you know, three classes in the Golden State, say you rode a 125, 250, and 500 class, you'd have to have different numbers where Suzuki, uh, you know, allowed you, you could just have one number, you know, which was nice. Yeah. I know Rodney Smith, Ricky Ryan, all those guys, they, they made a lot of money that way also. Um, but um, yeah. I, I think that some of the guys, you know, today, one guy that comes to my mind, it would be uh, an A.J. Catanzaro. I know he does a lot of schools all over the world, and yep. you know, that that's what I did uh, in Japan. That's why I got a, a good name in Japan, because if I had a weekend off, I'd, I'd go to Japan and, and, and teach a school. So, um, you know, make money that yeah. way. Um, yeah, it's 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 tougher. In one sense, though, Jimmy, it is easier because, you know, you can get a 450, get some suspension done by Race Tech, slap a, a pipe on there, uh, slap, put a muffler on there, a few other all mods, and you can make a main event. You know, whereas, whereas oh, you're going up absolutely. against a factory Honda in your day. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I think, uh, you know, I hear a lot of the guys complain that, you know, you mentioned the 450, a 250 might be a little bit harder because, you know, to be competitive, you really got to sink a lot of money into those things and you really got to, in today's era, and you Mm -hmm. really got to rebuild them, you know, because they're at the limit of, you know, they're going to grenade. And if a motor grenades, man, that's a costly thing for a privateer. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's almost better. I think I wish the factories uh, today would have complete standard motors that they could just sell some of these guys. You know, hey, yeah. man, I understand you, you know, the, the crank, you know, took out the yeah. head, everything, piston, all that. Here, you can buy this whole motor because if you pieced it out and you had to put that thing together, and God forbid you missed a little chunk of, uh, you know, metal or whatever, and it got in the oil line or something, and you blew up another motor after you just put $3,000 into rebuilding this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think it's easier if you just... You know, they did something like that. But, I mean, yeah, it's a hard road to hoe. I mean, I yep. remember when I was a privateer, I wanted it so bad that during the week I would, you know, go out and put, you know, I'd go riding and training and do all that. And in the afternoons, I'd put a lawnmower in the back of my truck and I'd go mow lawns, you know, just to get <laughs> really? money to. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, work construction, whatever it took just to, because that's how bad I wanted to be there. And, you know, when I was a true privateer, I mean, I remember you know, not having enough money to, uh, you know, stay in a hotel. But, you know, back then, you know, you could drive by a hotel and the guy would check out in the morning, he'd leave his door open. We'd we'd pull back the sheets and put our own sheets on there and bring our own towels in. And we'd at least be able to get three or four hours of good sleep and grab a shower. And then down the road we went, you know. So, uh, um, you know, hopefully the guys don't have it that hard uh, nowadays. I I used to do that as a privateer mechanic, too. That was pretty good. My rider didn't pay for hotels on non non-race day so i would that would be my right. move as a mechanic sometimes it was a little creepy but it, but it worked pretty good um right it's uh it's interesting that i i don't know like the privateers now that i talk to um you know they're paying their entry fees they're going to the races they're, like i said the 450 which which let me get back to that yep. that's always been a bitch of mine i don't think any rider that's competing in the supercrosses or outdoor nationals should pay pay an entry fee i mean that's just my that's just my theory i mean you're a big hockey fan you go to the knights games and everything right you think those guys play <laughs> to pay on the ice absolutely no, not they don't but i've i've explained it to this i've explained it this way nascar has an entry fee F1 has an entry fee. 
MotoGP uh, has an entry fee for teams. I don't. I think this is a motorsports right. thing. I don't know. I right. think this is a history yeah. of motorsports. You know. So you're thinking stick and ball. Yeah. They make an, We don't have entry. We just fees, we just don't have it. Motorsports. Yeah. We have to have entry fees somehow. Yeah. I mean I, that's that's a good that's a good way of looking right. at. It. See, I, I didn't do the research. I didn't know. You know, MotoGP. But let yeah. me ask you this: Lewis Hamilton ain't paying that entry. Oh no, no, his team is. Yeah, his team is right. for sure. So, so that's what I mean. Um, you know. So. Like sometimes, so I'm on both sides of this. Like I don't want this to turn into a podcast where you and I walked uphill to school both ways in the snow and all this. And I, and I don't want that right. to turn into it because no, you know, there, things are better nowadays. But it does seem, Jimmy, and, and with with a few exceptions, it does seem like the guys. Like I've told this story a few times. Like I had a, a guy that didn't really have a ride, and I got him a job. I got him a ride in Montreal Supercross when it was going on, and I said they'll pay all your expenses. Uh, minimum in the main event is a thousand dollars, and if you make the podium, which this guy was capable of, it starts at like three k for a third and goes up from there. Um, right. you, you know, bring your suspension, bring your bars. You got a bike, you got a mechanic, and and everything else. And this guy, yeah. and no, no, look, this was years ago, but sure. this guy was like, nah, that ain't worth it. And I and I and I get the sense, and you do this races in Sweden, you do races, you know, Japan that didn't work out, but you did line it up. You know, it wasn't your fault it didn't work out, but you lined it up for guys. Um. I do get a sense that these guys nowadays, like, they're just, they're not hustling. They're not going to hustle, no. and then they're going to post on social media saying how, how hard life is. Some of them. Right, right. Do you agree? Right. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, you, you look at something like that, and, and that's a good way of looking at it with the Montreal Super. You're going to guarantee that you're going to walk away from that race with $1,000 in your pocket. Yeah. You're going to walk away. If you get on the podium, of course, you're going to make more. You're not going to get that 1000 because you're making more. But we're going to guarantee you you're going to have 1000 We've done that same thing before. But something like that, that rider or whoever you're talking about, they have not went out and swung a hammer or worked manual labor and see exactly how long it takes to make a thousand dollars. Make a thousand dollars, you know. We're talking a, a week to, if not two weeks, to to make something like that. So if somebody's offering you that, and, and here's the other thing that y- you can't buy experience. So you're getting your expenses paid, and you're going to walk away with money, and you're getting experience on a on a, a full blown, you know, supercross track that you don't have that experience wherever you live at. You know, for a privateer, yeah. I would jump on that in a heartbeat if somebody told me. If somebody told me that now, I'd do it. <laughs> I, 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 I wish today I turned down a race in Malaysia where I was getting, I don't know, five or eight grand. I can't remember. And I just said, nah, I'm pretty tired, man. I shouldn't. But, you know, when my kids were going through uh, college, even though they had, you know, scholarships and stuff, I'm still paying for stuff, phone mm-hmm. bills, and yeah, yeah. write them a check. I think, God damn, I should have went to that race. <laughs> <laughs> um, but having said that, in your day, you chased these Canadian races. You chased Golden States. Uh, never mind the Supercross and Motocross. You chased all these races that paid pretty good money. The guys nowadays don't do that. There's there's Geneva, there's Paris, there's Italy, but they only take the elite guys. You know, there's not a lot of room for privateer dudes at these races anymore, like there was for you back in the day. So it's harder to travel and make money for privateers nowadays. It, it is, it is, and, and and you mentioned something like that. But as a privateer, I, I would try to get in. I would say, yeah. you know, the promoter. I mean, uh, and there's guys that hustle, and, and I mean, there's guys that call me. Hey, you got anything in Europe this year? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have anything in Europe. Those guys will call, and and I, I put them on list. You, hey, you know who? You know who's up. like that? Bowers. Bowers is a hustler. Yeah. Wow. Another another guy would be Ben LeMay. He yeah. called me on on several occasions and stuff. And hey, do you got anything? I said no, not not yet. And mm-hmm. then you know that Japan deal uh, for last year, he called me, but we had already had everything allocated out. But I said, look, if somebody gets injured or whatever, you're my first phone call. You know, you're first. But you know, um, it, it's just one of those things where. I think some of the guys nowadays, they got to call the promoter and say, look, man, I just want to yeah. go over there. I'd like to get my name out of there because they need they need riding experience, in my opinion. Right. I remember when Feld used to have the privateers they used to race, just not race, but have a practice on, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday before the Supercross, because they need practice. Those guys don't have yeah. the the, uh, the factory tracks that, that these guys have, the Baker's Factory and all this stuff and the test tracks. So if you you can get over there and just say, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll go over, just give me my expenses, and, and man, give me a 
500 bucks or a thousand, I'd be more than happy. I'm sure that promoter would find a way to 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 take one of the, a couple of those guys over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, right? I, I, yeah, you got to get in. You got to you know make your name, get some experience, right? Um, yep. And, and here's the other thing. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, not the factory guys and not the privateer guys. If they go to a race, I. They do not send a thank you card. Every time I went to a race, I sent a thank you card to that promoter did you really, yeah. or a Christmas yeah. card. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it goes a long way. I still do it today. <laughs> I don't send a text. I mean, I'll send a text saying thanks, but I also send a, a regular hard card because you know what? It took time to go down to the store, get a card, write a little note in it, go down and get a stamp, take it to the post office. Yeah. It's too easy to send a text or an email. Yeah, that works too. But I think it's a little bit better off if you go there. And even if you put a, like a, a Starbucks card in there, hey, man, here's $50, man, for yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, 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 I really appreciate you taking me to that event, man. Had a great time, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, but so, they, they, don't, they don't hustle, like you said. When you are talking to some of these guys in the pits now in, in the 17-round uh, Monster Energy Supercross series, uh, again, you were a privateer's privateer. I mean, you made all the way to a factory bike for a year. Uh, you were a semi-factory guy for a long time. You had great success. Um, do you do, do do you tend your do you tend to gravitate towards some of these guys? Like I feel like I do. I got this podcast show, and also we have these guys on our show. I think that Entignap to Nicoletti to these different guys over the years. Ben's been on. Um, because I was a privateer mechanic for a long time, and I and and. I find myself gravitating to these guys. Sometimes they frustrate me for reasons we just talked about, but sometimes I, I just I really love what these some of these guys do and and all of that. Do you find the same way for you? Do you you uh, you like talking to these guys and getting their stories because you were once with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing with uh, Race Day Live that we always try to do. We yeah. always try to. Uh, get an interview with the guy, have him up on the show, especially if he made his first main event. We, we really want to hear from him, and that helps him out with his sponsors and stuff. So I'm partial to those guys. We need those guys in Supercross. And, uh, you know, I, I was on uh, uh, the Pope MX show, your show, and uh, thank God he wasn't going, remember, to yeah, the yeah, Monsters Cup. He didn't have it. You know, well, I, I tell you what, you go, you show up, I'll give you 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's and, right. And, I, and I've done that to Dylan Merriam. And I forget the other writer's name. Hey, you put that thing in the main event. I'll give you an extra, yeah. you know, hundred or two hundred dollars or whatever. And uh, same with uh, he filled in for. Uh, I'm drawing a blank out of his name. Florida. I took him to Sweden and stuff. He's retired now. He, he uh, filled in for uh, Mitch Payton a couple years back. Oh, and he okay. had a podium too in uh, Indianapolis. Oh, and he was a privateer yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Brandon Jessman. No. no, no, no. I know no, who you no. mean. I know who you. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. People are probably yeah, yelling we'll at the radio right now. We'll, I know yeah, who you we'll mean. Think right. of it when we're talking. It all yeah. it'll just come to my head. But uh, anyhow, he, uh, you know, I told him, hey man, you whole shot this thing. Gavin Faith. Gavin bucks. Faith. No, no, not Gavin. Oh. No. Okay. Mitch Payton, Monster Energy. Yeah, he wrote. Circuit. He wrote for Payton. Oh, he did. Yeah, for oh, a little yeah. bit. No, this was after Gavin Faith. Okay. He just recently retired within the last two years out of Florida, uh, Tallahassee area. God, yeah, I don't know. His name. Right. He wrote for uh, you know he wrote for Alex Moros and the Legends and Heroes. Oh, Gannon Audet, Gannon Audet, Gannon Audet. There yes, you go. Yes. That's it, Gannon Audet. Nice kid, you know. And, yeah. and uh, you know he was a privateer. And I say, hey, man, you whole shot this thing. And yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm partial to the guys because you know they're working hard. They're they're right. trying, you know. And, and and a lot of it is their. Uh, you know, their DNA, man. Maybe they're just not brought up to be aggressive or anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you one thing. If you want to be successful in, you know, Supercross or anything in life for that matter, I mean, the shy guy's not going to get the, you yeah. know, it's just like when you, you know, like when your uh, dog has a puppy of litters. If you're the run of the family and you ain't getting in there and fighting for it, you ain't getting the milk. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you, right. you got to go fight. Um, hey, so nowadays, uh, Justin Starling and as different guys I talk to, uh, Chris Blos. Um, there's a lot of guys that just do Supercross only. The the person the person the Nationals isn't great, um, and also it's a lot on your equipment. It's more travel as well. Um, you know, so a lot of guys just do Supercross only deal, and and that's it. Now, in your day, you did them all, but were there times was the well first of all was the purse disparity bad enough that you didn't you lost money at Nationals? Was it that way in your day, or was 
Nationals still paying decently compared no, to Superdome. It, it was still paying decent, yeah. Yep. I mean, and, and I would never, even if it didn't pay decent, I needed to, I needed to get in there and battle with the guys. I mean, that's, yep. that's where they're, you're losing it at. Like, okay, say, for instance, you, you, you're only Supercross only. You're done in May, right? Mm-hmm. And you're doing a few races around, some fairground races, and you're winning those, and you're making good money or whatever during the summer. But you're not competing with those top guys. Yeah, yeah. You're not on, on the 40-man starting gate. And uh, I, I think that that hurts a lot of the guys, you know, by not riding some of the nationals. And, that, you know, and, and some of the guys, oh, it's too hot. It's, uh, I don't want to deal with the humidity and all this and that. Yeah. But, you know, no, it, it paid good. And, you know, I mean, one of the guys that, you know, uh, uh, you know, I like to – you know, your buddy, Ross Peterson, good friend of mine. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we would race, you know, San Diego Supercross on Saturday night, and then we would drive all night, and we were supported. You know, Ross had factory rides in Canada, and I had factory, not factory, but supported factory from Yamaha at that time. But still, we wanted to go race, and we'd go up to, you know, uh, Marysville. And we ride the Golden State. Stu Peters and, and uh, you know, he would have the, the guys start at noon. Uh, the, the pros have a practice and they'd race in the afternoon. I remember one year, Atlanta Supercross, because I was going to win the championship and it paid some good money. Um, I flew back. I took the 5 o'clock in the morning flight out of Atlanta and, and got in to, to make the Golden State Series. So, I mean, these are some of the things that, that we've done. But, you know, as a privateer, you have to get creative, okay? Because you, you know you got your expenses. And what's the biggest expense? Motorcycles are the biggest expense, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I know all privateers out there that are listening to this podcast, I know they know someone who's well off. They got some money. They got an extra eight grand to go out and buy a motorcycle. You know two guys like that. You have those guys buy your motorcycles. Now you've just saved $16,000. But here's the catch. You have to sell those bikes for that, and you have to pay that guy back that $8,000. So at the end of the season, you sell that bike for, say, $3,000. I mean, not $3,000. Say $5,000, right? Okay. All you owe that guy is $3,000 at the end of the year. And and so if you do two bikes like that, that's $6,000. Instead of you coming up with 16000 at the start of the year, mm-hmm. keep that 16000 for your entries yeah. and, and for, you know, your hotels or whatever. And and book up, you know, split the hotels with, a, with a, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, another privateer guy, yeah. you know, get a couple rollaways in there. I mean, you you got to make sacrifices like that, and you got to budget it out and see where you can cut it down. That's what we did. When when I when, here's the deal, Takeshi Koikeda, you remember yeah. him? One yeah, of the top yeah. guys I had. You know, he finished fifth one year in the outdoors. We only had a budget for one room, okay, and that was it. My dad was the mechanic. He got a bed because he's the mechanic and driving the truck and the box man. Takeshi got the, the bed on, uh, you know, race night and the night before, right? But if he didn't put that bike in the main event, because I'd sleep on the floor or I'd get a rollaway. If he didn't put that bike in the main event on Saturday night, guess who got the bed on Saturday night? <laughs> you Take did. Yeah. He was on the floor. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you got to, you know, you got to have, you know, you got to get creative like that. And then, you know, you can't go to Ruth Chris or any of that stuff, you yeah. know. You're going to have to make sacrifice. You're going to have to go to a grocery market and get a nice steak and barbecue it up, you know, in the back of your van and, you know, package your food or whatever and do it that way, you yeah. know, to save money. You can't go in restaurants every time and do all that. Um, but, that's crazy. And you've got to reward yourself. If you, if you think, okay, if I get in the top 15, guess what? I get to go to IHOP or wherever and, and splurge and have a nice meal or something, you yeah. know, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely. So you're the opinion. You're absolutely right. You're the opinion, like Alex Ray or Starling or any of these guys that want to compete. You need to race nationals to keep your level up. You you believe that? Absolutely, yeah. I believe that in yeah. a heartbeat. Yeah, it's, it's maybe the, not all of them. Right, right. If 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 yeah, skip Washougal because uh, it's all cross, yeah, all the way across the country. You know, so. Right. Say, say, you know, they just had uh, Lakewood in Denver. But, hey, instead of going all the way to Lakewood, I could miss that one. I could go to this race in uh, South Dakota, yeah. and I could uh, make this one. Or, or the one Wardy and those guys are doing it, Mickey Diamond. Where's that? Yeah, South Dakota, Sturgis, that? right. Yeah. yeah, Sturgis. I could go up there, and I could make, you know, four grand. Okay, I'll miss that national to make four grand. But 
take that four grand and invest it back into my racing program, Alex Ray Racing or whoever it is, take it back and invest it back into the next couple of nationals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't have to commit to all 12, but I'm damn sure you should at least do at least seven or eight of them, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Alex Ray, you know, buddy of ours, buddy of yours, just did uh, uh, Paula on, on his privateer bike and, you know, from the team, Hep Suzuki team and Right. You know, I'm good friends with him, and, and he's just he's telling me how hard it is, um, you know, washing the bike and eating and, and prepping it, and he's just him and a guy and, you know, no semi-truck. And, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what's – that's privateer life, bro. That's what it is. It's hard, you know. So um, yeah. it's, it, it ain't easy for these guys. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing I want to say is I, I did – since we were talking about the Supercrosses and other races is I liked what Eric Bernard did with the Hawaiian Supercross. You're not, you're not going to get the top, you know, 15 guys or right. whatever, but you're going to get the guy, you know, Brayton, he's not riding outdoors, so you get guys like that, but you have Alex Ray, all these other yeah, guys that he took yeah. over to. I thought that was a great event. Ryan Sipes wins all three motos. That's excellent for him. I, I was really happy for him to do that. But that's what I was trying to do for Japan because, you know, I, I was telling him, look, this – Japan hasn't been around. Let, let's let's try this first, you know. But he wanted all the big teams and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get these teams, and it didn't go. But I, I like that concept of right. you know the weekend after it's Mother's Day weekend. Hey, Hawaiian Supercross, and hopefully it went over well, and they'll yeah. be able to do it uh, again. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. So, give us if you can remember what's a what's a week or two weeks somewhere some year of your career. That was just insane travel, but you were hustling to make money. You talked about the Golden State this the Sunday after a Supercross. Um, was there what was it? Was there a gnarly week that stood out where you were just grinding and and racing all over the place for money? Um, yeah, I mean it was uh, like it would be like the Boston Supercross, and then fly all the way across the United States over the Pacific, land in Japan do a school over there, get that done, and then fly all the way back across to make the next race the next weekend, say it was in, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. Atlanta Supercross or yeah. whatever, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I, I would do that. I mean, I had a lot of frequent flyer miles and everything back then think, and everything. But I think you told me one time, too, you went, uh, you went Supercross, uh, Canada Tuesday, Canada Thursday, Supercross Saturday or something like that. No, no, it was it was it was it was the Seattle Supercross, and it was uh, back when it, where they were two days, yeah. Saturday to Sunday. Okay, but I was up in uh, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg, and then uh, or Calgary rather, Calgary yeah. was, and uh, yeah, I think uh, it was three nights of racing in Calgary: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fly to Seattle. And then back on the bike on Saturday, Sunday, and yeah. then, you know, it just, yeah, it's hard. But you have to remember that I was investing into Jim Holly Racing, you know. I took that money from Canada or Japan or wherever it was, South yeah. Africa, Europe, wherever it was, uh, Central America, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Panama, Dominican Republic. I took all that money, I invested it back in to my racing program to make a name for myself so I could get those, you know, factory rides and factory supported rides where I didn't have to buy the motorcycles. They were giving me bikes and things like that. But I mean, I, I started out in a little Toyota pickup, you know, and, and, uh, I remember Jerry Ireland, Haas, big, big guy mechanic was helped me out. You know, my dad was always my mechanic, but Haas was always a, a, a secondary mechanic. And my dad couldn't drive cause he was doing construction. He'd fly in or whatever, but we were up in Canada and in the back of a, a pickup truck, and we get there, and I crash the first lap. <laughs> My throttle had stuck because the lubricant in there had froze. Oh, yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, it, there was like a little piece of ice in there. And so, anyway, I went up there. I did well. We did. That's that same weekend. We went to Seattle. Yeah. I led both main events. I think I ended up finishing eighth one night and tenth the other night. We're driving through Oregon. I stopped off at Robert Hansen's house in Roseburg, Oregon. I told Hoss, "Hey, head on home." Well, how are you get home? Don't worry, just head on home. And I brought a, I, I bought a, a brand new uh, Chevy van in clothes. 
you know, that way there, none of my stuff could get stolen or get wet or anything. Mm-hmm. My gear bags would get wet. I'd have a white jersey, red pants. It would bleed on there. I got a pink jersey now. Just, you know, stuff like that. It's just you can't really go racing like that, you know. So I knew I had to invest into a van, and I did get the van. No air conditioning. I saved the money there on no air conditioning. No cruise control because I didn't want Haas or me driving across and be too comfortable, set it on 70 miles an hour going across the interstate and fall asleep and crash the van. That's not going to help. So, you know, so, I mean, just you, you just have to do little things like that and, and right. be creative. But uh, uh, in, anybody who wants to call me or talk to me about that, I have no problem with helping them out. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's about the hustle, right? It's about the it's about the grinding. It's about the hustle. It's about relationships. It's about yep. trying, to, trying to, okay, this is your lot in life. You can complain about a factory bike, I guess, and you can complain about this and that, or you can go out and, and try to make a living at the sport. But but let me also tell you that you think guys like that are at the top, Jason Anderson now and, and, and Dungies and Villapotos and, and Tomax and all those guys, you, they didn't start out with the factory bike. Yeah. They started out oh, just yeah. like you guys, right. and, and, you know, and that's the way I tell guys. They started out going to the local races in the back of a pickup truck and, and earning it and working their way up, and they earned that ride. You're just not going to be handed that ride. If you got that ride right now, you're not going to be Eli Tomac, and you're not going to be winning nationals. Yeah. You're not going to be Ken Roxon winning nationals if you had that bike. Right. There's no way in hell. You're not going to do it. You might better your position maybe, yeah, maybe three to five spots. That's about it. Right. You're not going to be at the top. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Hawley on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 91. Uh, FXR Racing designed by racers for racers, supporting a ton of privateers. Uh, Josh Osby just won uh, the Canadian National with uh, with FXR gear on. Uh, use the code PulpMX30 to save at FXRRacing.com. Race Tech Suspension. Chris Blos using Race Tech. Tyler Medaglia. Ben LeMay using Race Tech for his motor. Michael Lessey using suspension of Race Tech. Uh, it's all over the place, north of the border, south of the border. And uh, so please use Race Tech for your motor and suspension needs. Call there, mention Pulp MX to get a discount from those guys. Also, Max's Tires. Speaking of a privateer, AJ Cantanzaro using Max's Tires uh, to qualify for some Supercross main events. Max's.com. I love the mountain bike tires. Namira Pistons as well. Namira.com. Uh, their industry leading top end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Thanks to the folks at Namira if you need a piston kit for your bike. And Skosh. Skosh.com. Pulp 25 at checkout to save 25% off your purchase. Skosh is a big part of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. Their products are inspired by a passion for cool vehicles, amazing sounds, the great outdoors, travel, motorsports, and more. Pulp 25 at checkout saves with you at Skosh. So thanks to those companies for coming on board. Jim, you probably used Race Tech at one time or another. Yeah, but, uh, is Paul is Paul Thied still there? Yeah, oh yeah, he still owns it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's right. I didn't know if he still owned it. Or he sold it. You know, everyone always sells off things. When yeah, they, yeah. They no, he yeah, still. Paul was a good guy. I, I've used his suspension before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, hey, so one of the things that um, bugs me about privateers, and I again, I don't want to make this sound like we're, we're we're you know we're talking about the old days and how much better they were, but there were some guys, and some of these guys are my friends. They are simply happy, Jim to get into the main event. They do not have 20 minutes plus a lap in them. Now, I know that's hard. Uh, there's no doubt. But um, I, I, I will never understand the guys that are just happy to get in the main event and then they simply circulate and they get lapped two or three times in a main event. I mean, Jason Thomas, a buddy of mine, you know him. Uh, he was a privateer forever. And, you know, he told me, like, if he got lapped twice, it was only because he crashed and was down for a while. And, and, you know, his whole goal was to stay on the main lead lap, and, and he made a good career, made a lot of money racing motorcycles. These guys now, Jim, some of these guys, not all of them, not Bowers, you know, not Ben LeMay, but some of them, I just like, I'm like, look, you don't have a full-time job. How are you getting tired? There's one thing you can control. There's one thing you can control, and it's your, your, your aerobic fitness, and they don't do it, Jim. And, again, so I like some of these guys, but it just makes me shake my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it all goes back to, you know, how bad do you want it? You know, I, yeah. I tell a lot of Japanese kids that I work with and, and uh, you know, that, uh, 
you know, life's like a ball. It doesn't matter whatever you're doing. You know, you take a ball, you let it drop out of your hand, it hits the ground, it comes up a foot. You push a little harder, it comes up two foot. You push even harder, it comes up. How hard do you want to push that ball? And obviously, you know, some of these guys aren't pushing the ball that hard because they're satisfied with just getting into the main event. But if you're going to be a champion or you're going to be a factory guy or something, you're not going to settle for just getting into the main event and getting lapped. You have to put in the work and you have to do it each and every day and everything uh, to uh, increase. And, you, you know, you, ha- you have to better yourself. Yeah, okay, great. I made the main, but I got lapped twice. Okay, you go back and you look at the lap charts and you look at what your lap times were. Okay, my lap time was, you know, a, a minute This the, the first, you know, five minutes of the Supercross main event. But then it dropped two seconds mm-hmm. and it, for the next five minutes. And then it dropped five seconds or three seconds yeah. the next five minutes. Well, you know, you, you got to get a buddy of yours. And when you're out training on the Supercross track, you do one lap and you get your base time. Okay, I can do this lap in 55 seconds. Now you try to duplicate that and, and, and try to push yourself to keep that lap. Because, you know, what happens when you're out practicing? You know, you just you kind of get relaxed and you, you don't really push it. you got to have stuff to, you know, you got to have like little rabbits out in front of you and push. I mean, I, I remember when Takeshi was riding, um, you know, uh, and me and Willie Simons, this was an outdoor stuff. We were at Joe Sutter's at uh, Sutterville. And, you know, I told Takeshi, we're going to go out there from 40, we're going to go out there for a 40 minute. And he says, why, why, Jim, why 40 minutes? It's only 30 <laughs> minutes plus two laps. I go, don't, don't, don't question me, man. We're going out for 40 <laughs> minutes, man. So I'm going to start off ahead, me and Willie, you catch us. And then we'll, we'll see we'll see where you're at. And then I told Willie in his ear, I said, hey, after that little guy passes us, because he was a little Japanese guy, after he passes us, well, I'm going to cut the track again, me and you both. And I want to have him eating shit all day long in his face. I don't want him out front just, you know, relax. I want him to work and work at different lines, inside, outside. I want us in the good lines, make him pass where – he was so pissed off when he came off the track. She said, why you cheat? Why you cheat? I go, Takeshi, I'm not, man. There's a method to my madness. Relax, buddy. I go, I'm preparing you for if you get a bad start or you crash in the first turn uh-huh. and you got 39 guys to come through, they're not going to move out of your way, goddammit. They're going to be in the good lines. And I need you to push up and work up forward. And I have a nice thing from Yamaha Japan, a nice letter thanking us. That year, we finished fifth overall in the 250 class, which it was two fifty which is the four fifty nowadays. Yeah. And uh you know, at the end of the year, man, he ate a lot of humble pie. He he was so apologetic and sorry and, and, and the methods of my madness and all that stuff. I said, Takeshi, there's one thing you gotta listen, man. If you do good, I do good. I'm not doing this just to punish you. Yeah. If you don't do good, you're not coming back over and I'm not gonna be able to help you. Yeah. And he went back and he won a Japanese uh national championship, you know? I just I can't I can't deal with these guys that are barely riding out there in the main events. Like, come on, man. Like, you don't have a well, job. Like, you, your job is a professional motocross racer. Now, look, well, I'm, I'm not in shape, so maybe it's, you know, maybe it's me, you know, whatever. But I don't. Yeah, but you're getting in shape now. I see well, I am. I am. Yes, I am. I, I see you're I doing am. good, man. You I'm working on it. looks like you dropped like 50, 60 pounds, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm working on it. That's but a I just, human being. Thank you. Uh, it is actually. I guess when you look at it that way, I just I don't understand this. Like, come on, guys. Do you want to yeah. you want to be successful or not? I mean, I you know, and it can happen. Look at Weston Pike, Jim. You remember Weston Pike when he was Absolutely. a cycle trader? Weston's a classic example of a true privateer that busted his ass and look where he's at. Yeah, I just I, I sometimes it frustrates me with a privateer. So <laughs> I got one funny story. Your yeah. listeners would probably like to listen. It was uh, when I first started to get into the broadcasting, I was just kind of finishing up with Takeshi and Supercrosses, and uh, we are at Sam Boyd, right? Yep. And he, he, uh, the outdoors were getting ready to start after Sam Boyd, right? So he didn't make the main event. So I come down out of the broadcast booth, and he's down there talking to some people, and my dad was down there, and they're laughing. And I walked up to him, are you allowed to cuss on this thing? Yeah. I walked up to him and I go, what the fuck are you guys got to be laughing about, man? That bike wasn't in the main event tonight. What possibly could you be laughing at? I said, i tell you what, Takeshi, this is what the fuck we're going to do right now, man. You get on your running shoes and your gym clothes, and I got my fucking street clothes on, and guess what, man? We're running back to the fucking Hard Rock. We stayed across the street at the Hard Rock, I think, at the Amera Suite. Yeah, yeah. That's about a five-mile truck, and I hadn't been running in years. <laughs> and I said, man... 
I beat you. Uh, I beat your ass. We got bigger problems to to deal with. Yeah, and yeah. we ran all the way back. But just as a manager to get out and do that to show them that hey, I'm willing to run in my goddamn street clothes all the way back home to sh- to the sacrifice to get you ready because you you didn't ride enough tonight. You didn't make the main event, so you need to go work out tonight. And we roll back as we're running down the as I I, <laughs> I got to laugh because as we're running down, I think what is that? Tropicana. We're yeah, we've been straight Tropicana. up Tropicana. Yeah, yeah, we're running down Tropicana, and we're running, and I and he's a little bit ahead of me, you know, just a little bit. I said, "Man, you're fifth right now. I'm sixth, and that's I think in the semi you got fifth. You're in the yeah. main event, yep. right? Yep. I come up, man, and I threw an elbow, man, knocked his little ass on the ground, and then I turned around backwards, running backwards. He go, "How bad you want it, man? That little guy come up, man. He threw elbows. We threw elbows for about a half mile back and forth, fighting for it. I go, "That's the fire that I want to see in you. That's the fire that I need you to have for the outdoor nationals this year." Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. What, um, who were some? Well, that's prob- what I'm saying. When you yeah. say your uh, your the guys frustrate you, that's where I got frustrated. And I went, I was at the boiling point. Like, yeah, I'm just not going to take this. I'm, we're going to do something about it. Yeah, I just there's one thing you can control. Your riding skill you can control. Some of that's God given talent. Uh, right. The bike you can control because those bikes are better. Not they're not the answer, but they are better bikes. Um, you you know uh, the 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 driving and being tired and all that is 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 not maybe something you can control. You can't get on an airplane because you don't have that program. But there is one thing you can be as fit as anybody or you know almost Absolutely. anybody. And uh, that's Absolutely. what I and so that's what I kind of I just shake my head a bit. But again, Ben Lemay. You say also in your point that you say like. Yeah, maybe you don't have the ability that you do on a motorcycle. And and someone that comes to my mind, and there's other guys out there, but the guy that comes to my mind, Jeff Stanton. Yeah. Jeff Stanton didn't have a, a good riding, you know, style or te- but he worked hard and he worked hard in his fitness and everything, and he won a lot of championships because he worked hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. Um, and and RJ, I think, helped him with the riding ability a little bit. You know, uh, well, sure. I yeah, mean, he was yeah. teamed up with uh, Ricky Johnson, and right. and that, that worked out good. Ricky was on his way out. Honda knew, and Yamaha knew that. You know, this is the the next generation. But the, there there are guys out there that you look at that just got a lot of God given talent, but they don't have good worth ethic. And, and then the other way around, the guys that don't have that talent, they have great worth ethic, and they win championships. Yeah. Um, was there a couple of guys um, that were like you as privateers that you saw coming, uh, you raced with, or that you know you saw at maybe a generation after you? Are there, are there a couple of guys that were had your sort of mantra and your work ethic and your desire to hustle that you respected? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, AJ Cantonzero, I think yep. you know, on, on something like him, and 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 here's the thing about AJ. I think it was in Detroit he won the uh, last chance race, whole shot and just gone. I mean, he looked good, but then I watch him in the main event, and I'm thinking, man, did he get tired? Is he did he was he in you know uh, you know Guatemala doing a school or whatever? And then he came back to Detroit. Maybe he's tired. He ran out of energy. But AJ's a, gr- a great rider on a bike. I mean, I watch yeah, his style and everything. Yep. He's yep. A, he's a really uh, you know finesse rider and everything. But and and I see his posts and everything. He's 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 pushing the bicycle, doing the road bike, all that stuff. But uh, I just see in in some of the main events where it just looks like yeah, I'm okay. I got in the main. I'm I'm good. You know, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 one of those things, man, for sure. Um, you you hear guys like Joey Savacci and the rookies, uh, Osborne, all these guys. Hey, man, we got to check off these boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never ever heard a privateer guy saying, "I got to check off a box." Yeah. Box one is I checked off. I made the b- main event. That's it. Yeah. Bo- the second check I want to make is I want to run in the top fifteen. Right. And the third box I want to check is this year is I want to be in the top ten. Yeah. I want even if I just get one tenth. I know that I can do it now, but yeah. I need to check that yeah. box and I need to get in the top ten. And it, it starts with good starts and all that. Yeah, yeah. AJ Catanjaro can get a good start. I mean, I, I've seen him against the best of the guys get good starts. And and there would be a, what's his name uh, Ryan Brees. He he got a great start in, in uh, yeah. New Jersey. He was up front. I'm going all right, but then he. Yeah. All the way back, and I think he ended up fifteenth that night. But maybe that was one of the boxes he wanted to check off. That hey, I got to get a fifteenth. Okay, in order for me to check that box off, I'm going to have to get up front with these guys. Um, yeah, and a guy like Ben Lemay, I, I think Ben, as he's getting older, uh, I don't think early on had a lot of. 
I don't know if he – I shouldn't say. I don't know. But he didn't have, I don't think, the results he has now earlier in his career. And I would think he's learned, like, I, I'm professional. i got to work harder. i got to, you know, I'm going to try to make the best I can of my lot in life, which is a privateer. So i got right, a lot of time right, for a guy right. like Ben LeMay. Yeah, well, and there's been guys in the past, you know, Kevin Johnson, Isaiah Johnson, yeah. Keith Johnson, Clark Stiles, uh, Ted Campbell, all those guys are privateers in the 90s or whatever yeah. that, you know, worked hard. And, I mean, you know, I think uh, Keith Johnson, you know, top privateer. Heath Voss is another one that comes to my mind, you know, and uh, uh, Juice Lansu when he came over from Estonia, hardworking kid, man. I, I just sent him uh, the results from uh, – from uh, Hangtown, where he got fifth overall, one the, the, for the opening round at Hangtown, you know, back in '06 or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, there, there are some guys that have good worth ethic, but like you said, a guy like Jeff Stanton, you know, Juice didn't have no bike skill in Supercross, you know, and that's what ruined his career over here. He yeah. crashed, and uh, yeah. you know, he's riding for the Motosport dot uh, com team when on all out with uh, Kieran Reed and right. some other guys. But uh, Greg Snell, I think, was on the team that year, but. Those are guys that, you, you know, you, you know the guys that are putting in the work. And, and right. trust me, all those guys up in that uh, manager's tower, they know the guys that are putting in the work, too. They, they know. Yep. They see improvements. And, and just don't think that, wow, man, this cat made the main event. He got 20th. I look down and I see, okay, he's 20th, 21, okay. Next weekend, wow, man, he got an 18th. Wow, yep. next weekend he got a 16th. Hey, this. Hey, let me start looking at this guy's times. Yep. Hey, man, he's improving. Let, let me keep an eye on that guy. Don't think that those guys don't have their eyes on you. They yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, was there a time that you missed a Supercross or Motocross race for a big overseas race or Canadian race or something that paid more money that you had to miss? Early in my career, yes. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't. But when I was supported by Yamaha, when they were giving me bikes and parts and stuff and a little bit of travel money or something, no salary, I had to be at all those AMA events. So I, yeah. I couldn't miss you any could, of those. Yeah, it had no. to be, yeah, that was part of your deal. Yeah. Um, but, but, but like I said, if there was a, a race that I could, uh, you know, do uh, – here's, here's another one. I rode Mammoth. And it was on on a Friday, the 500 class, to make money, and then drove Friday night all the way back. Well, I had a buddy of mine drive so I could sleep, and then I rode the L.A. Coliseum, the final round of the Supercross, um, <laughs> on uh, Saturday on night. On Saturday night. And then, and then I probably rode Sunday at a local race yeah. just to pick up some money. Yeah. I mean, those are three days. You were asking me things that, you know, right. like... You get older, you you forget about that stuff. But as we were talking, it came to my head that Mammoth L.A. local race. Those were three hard days in a row. I remember those. This is something that would never happen nowadays, but the story that you've told a few times is that you made more money as a privateer or semi-support guy, let's say, a guy like Bowers. Like Bowers gets bikes from Cowie and parts and everything. So he would be be equal to you, you know, uh, back in the day, let's say. Um, Right. You made more money as a privateer than you did as a factory Yamaha rider. Which has never happened now. That would never, ever happen. But that's how crazy it was. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, and, you know, like I said, when, when you sign that deal, you sign your life away. I mean, they tell you where to go. And uh, they said, you can't go to Europe. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm, like, yeah, man, I'm losing a lot of money here this year, you know. But, yeah. uh, no, but, but I, I know when Bowers, when you fill in for, like, Cowie, you know, uh, when he was riding and he was a fill-in rider, that, yeah, if he says, oh, I got another ride, you know, can I do, they would say, no, we, we need another bike out there. Because it's just how the, the, the deal is nowadays with Monster Energy and Kawasaki and all those guys. And, and, and that's all the teams. You, you, you sign up with the sponsor is that you're going to have two bikes out there. Now, in the contract, I'm sure there's written that if a rider gets hurt, we have a, uh, a clause that we have two weeks to get another replacement rider in there. And that's why sometimes you'll see with only one, one team, we'll only have one guy for a couple weeks. But they'll fill them in with another guy yeah. because they have contract obligations and you have to do that. Right, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Those... Yeah, that, that, that'll never happen now, but, but that was no. how much of a, of a hustler you were, you know? Right, um, and, and that's what I mean with yep. the privateers. If they're, if they're getting into the main event and they're just settling for, you know, 20th or 21st, yeah. but if they're coming up each and every weekend, a couple positions are doing that, and there's going to be a lot of fill-in jobs. I mean, that's been inevitable for the last, you know, I don't know, five years or six years, that yeah. maybe even longer. Yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll pull from that. Hey, man, let's, let's give this guy a shot, you know, yeah. instead of going and getting a guy from Australia or whatever. Let, let's get an American kid on this thing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah Not uh, that Dean Ferris isn't doing a good job. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, guys like, 
you know, uh, Kyle Chisholm's another guy. He just yep. he, he will go race a national, and he he says he's not racing nationals this year. I guarantee you he shows up at some. Uh, he's done it in the past, where he rides Supercross only, and he grabs a bike and he goes does does the nationals with his dad. Um, you know, I just all of that. I just that's what you got to do, man. Some of these guys tell me I don't have a bike, I can't race because I don't have a bike, and I'm like blown away by this. I'm like. Yeah, dealership. That's, that's where I go back yeah, to yeah. the earlier conversation. Right. You know, somebody that's got money, they can buy you that bike, use it, sell it, and maybe it only costs you two or three thousand dollars to pay. And maybe the guy says, "Hey, man, don't worry about that. Just give me the five grand. I right. can write the other yeah. three grand off." I know Joe Sutter did that with Juice Lansu when he first came over here. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Juice didn't have a lot of money from Estonia, this, that. And I said, well, I'll buy you a bike, and Sutter can buy you a bike, and this, that. And then we can sell them and replace the money and everything. You've you, you got to get creative like that if you're a privateer. Yeah. And Kyle Chisholm, you mentioned his name. He's another one of the guys that calls me and stuff and yep. uh, asking for uh, stuff. But, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I would be surprised if he didn't ride the one in Florida. That's in his backyard. He should ride that national. Uh, and, and, you know, and this is... Again, it's it's at make it's maybe some apples to oranges, but you turned. I mean, your results were pretty damn good. It was a different era, it was a different time, but you turned privateer life outside of one year as a factory guy. You turned privateer life into a place where you you didn't have to work again. You you bought houses, you bought real estate, you invested your money, uh, all of that, and that's. I mean, so again, it's apples to oranges, maybe, but this is. What you did, and I admire that as a as a guy that you know scrapped for everything, and I feel well, like some of these guys can, can do that. You can you can do that still. I think in the, today's era, you know, you yep. you just got to work a little bit harder than maybe right, I did because right. the factories don't have the bonuses yeah. that they have back when uh, they first started that program. But you you can do that. I mean, there's there's uh, you know other ways of doing it. I, I've helped out privateers by having them do some uh, testing for uh, companies that they'll need a rider to do some testing. And I'll have them do that, and you know they, they get you know good money. I mean, it's you know three grand for a couple of days. I mean, it's easy money. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll see that, and, and then then I'll see him with you know one truck one year, and then they bought a brand new truck and got wheels and tires and you know rims and <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? I'm thinking, Jesus, <laughs> man, <laughs> I was trying to help you out to buy a motorcycle, not a brand new truck. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, uh, it, uh, yeah. Again, I don't want to turn this podcast into two guy old guys bitching, but um, but there is something to you know some some of these guys and just settling and being happy and, yeah. and you know and i just think you're an ultimate example of a privateer yeah. so. well and, and some of those guys not settling and um, i'm seeing a lot this year guys like van martin and, and other the privateers and i'm thinking of the kid uh another kid he broke just broke his uh, femur and i felt so bad from him from texas but he lives in florida had a big hat on and stuff oh warden. warden no not oh, warden oh. no he's been around yeah, yeah. Right. oh yeah this kid I'll draw. I'll think of it. But yeah, they'll call me during the week asking, "Hey, man, can I get on the show?" Because they they know how yeah, much that yeah, you know helps yeah. them out with their sponsor. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." You know, let's have you on and yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah. you know, Teresa Haywood, our producer, she's really big on the privateers. She loves all of them. Yeah. You know, anytime we can get a privateer on, I. But you know, also there again for ratings and stuff, we still need uh, Eli Tomac yeah. and 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 uh, you know the Kenny Roxons to come on and. Uh, come on the show yeah you know? yeah no it's cool that we were able to give some of these guys some money with our with our yamaha uh yeah no that fund, worked you know? out actually yeah, yeah. yeah that was uh, is that in place for next year i wouldn't imagine yeah, Why wouldn't i haven't heard again? i hope so we're gonna try it yeah, yeah i hope so I, yeah it's and it, again this even this podcast seven thousand uh listens uh to this podcast every week and i've had guys ghost me i'm like hey man it's steve mathis i'd like to get you on the podcast show and, and then just no reply and i'm like okay all right. Yeah, that drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have guys ghost me when when I call them to do a, a race in Japan or Sweden or whatever. Yeah. They won't even call me back. I, I just don't, you know, I just don't deal with them. Yeah, it's okay, crazy. You don't want to go? I don't care. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. No skin off my back. Uh, Jim Hawley on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Number Ninety One, talking about privateer life uh, as you've lived it and you know it. Um, all right, Jimmy. Well, hey, man, thank you for the for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Maxis and Skosh and, uh, of course, Namira for coming on board. Um, anything else about privateer life that we didn't touch on? That you, anything else come to mind? 
No, my kid Jared Hawley, he's 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 waving here. He's wanting me to say hi to you guys. You know Jared, the big yeah. baseball yeah. puffed up guy. I mean, he, he talk about a guy that can't ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> he can only go a lap, and he's he, pumped up. I he, go, Are you kidding me? <laughs> he didn't get his dad's jeans for for racing. So no, no, I'm glad though. <laughs> uh, well, fantastic, man! Thank you for for telling us a little bit about privateers and uh, yeah, and any of the privateers, you know, they're listening or whatever, you know. Uh, you know, you hit me up or whatever. Just you know, I'm on uh, Instagram, Jim Holly Ten or whatever. And if you want to, you know, talk on a sidebar or something. But you know, those are some of the creative ways that you can get around to, uh, you know, doing a motorcycle and, and keep me posted. You know, for next year as far as uh, helping the privateers out. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Cool. Uh, thanks for your time, Jimmy. Always fun. Thank All you. Right. Take care, Steve. Bye.